wanted to just bring a short message today, encourage you all. Who knows that you need encouragement every now and then? And, uh, you know, we're in summer, and I love summertime, and obviously it's a season. And uh, when we just recently got back from uh, holiday time in Europe, someone needs to make a note I'm still puffing and has to send a text message to my personal trainer, Win that there's not good signs there. I've... <laughs> <laughs> I've obviously not been exercising the last three weeks. Okay, all right. Before we go any further, we're just going to release all the kids to Kids Church. Let's give them a round of applause. And thank you to my amazing team here, our amazing team who reminded me of that. Good on you. Well, I just wanted to talk about, you know, transitioning in seasons, and obviously summer is a season. But we, when we were in Europe, it was cold. It was transitioning from autumn literally to winter. We were in the fir- there in the final first week of December actually seeing it click over and uh, you could see because when we arrived it was like the kind of the beginning of November and over that three three and a half week period the trees that were kind of the beginning of November had a lot more foliage on them and then they were pretty much you know empty and it had it, it had fell and so we just in three weeks saw this transition I mean most of you know in Australia we don't get the um the the variation in seasons like they do in other places of the world and so I wanted to share a message around the importance of you know, being able to navigate through seasons and understanding how transitioning from season to season and discerning what kind of season you're, you're in in life is important. And uh, most of you would have at one time heard different scriptures coming from the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible, which is a, a book all around wisdom. And uh, there's a great uh, scripture there that <clears throat> refers to that everything there is a, to everything there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven. I think we've got it up there coming up. I'll read it again. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And, um, you know, God has created the natural cycles of day and night and seasonal change. Um, <clears throat> and that's how kind of the, the world operates. Even our calendar, even if you think about, I mean, Sarah and I are about to sit down and plan out our next 12 months. Uh, because, you know, as life gets busy and just trying to map out everything, uh, and, and seasons change. <clears throat> Genesis 1-4 says this, Then God said, Let light appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And so life doesn't really proceed in just a linear fashion. Has anyone noticed this before? We go from one season to the next season. It moves in seasons. Life and the, the world that we live in, it moves in seasons. And it moves in rhythms. And there are different responses are needed in different seasons. And how do we learn how to respond appropriately in a certain season? Well, we have to discern first what is the season that we're in? What is the season that we've come from? What is the season that we're going into? So that we can appropriately respond to the season that we're currently in, making the right choices, getting an understanding. And I really believe this and have experienced this in my life is that God, he, he wants to talk to us through his word, through Holy Spirit. He wants to talk to us and guide us so we have a discernment about the seasons, the times that we're in. So we can make the right choices in order to, to walk uh, the pathway that he has for us, which is to bless us and to be fruitful. Who believes that? So... When we look at these four seasons, I think they're great analogies for also different seasons in our lives. So let's have a look at summer. Summer is a time of what? It's a time of harvest. It's a time of, of joy. It's a time of holidays. It's a time where you know, we, we have rest and, and recreation. 
It's also a, a time where we're storing up for the future. But it also can be a time of dryness and scorching heat. And so we enjoy summer, but we do need the other seasons. If we just speak environmentally, we need other seasons because if the whole year long it was summer, it can be challenging to navigate through. And the same is true in life. Wouldn't it be great if every single season in our life was always harvesting? But God actually knows better that at times for us to grow and to mature and to develop, we have to be able to navigate through different seasons. Some seasons where you will grow the most personally in your life are seasons when you're not harvesting, are seasons where you need to be disciplined and you need to focus and you need to work hard, where you have to sow seed in order for the upcoming season to be positioned so you do reap. So autumn, for example, is a time where winds of change blow through your life. Sometimes you can have a feeling of being a little bit unsettled in a spiritual autumn season, a sense of maybe uncertainty, the ground is shifting. There's cultivation of the ground and preparation for the season to come. Um, and so things, you know, geographically or environmentally, if we look at the analogy of, or the example of August, things might be cooling down, might be slowing down a little bit. Winter usually is associated to barrenness, sometimes darkness. Even animals in winter hibernate. They go away and they completely you know, do nothing and just live off their fat. Not that I'm suggesting we do that uh, in life. But, uh, but sometimes you know, winter can be a season spiritually where we're like, well, I'm not really clear. There's nothing really moving here. It's just kind of maintaining or it doesn't seem to be really. There's no new shoots of growth or things aren't necessarily shifting or changing at this time that I expected them to. And so sometimes these question marks that come up in life about what's going on? Why is this still going on? Or why isn't this happening yet? Or why is it kind of gone left field? Or it's curving to the right and I thought I was going to be going this way. Those questions that you and I ask ourselves all the time, first of all, are normal. Everyone say normal. Um, but what do we do with those questions? We do, what we do with those questions is understand that it's part of our humanity, our soul, reaching out for clarity around how do I navigate through what's happening around me and understanding that the God who created us is a God of seasons. And because he created us, he helps us to live out our life through seasons and also transition from season to season. So what I'm doing here is just hopefully wetting your appetite around the vital importance of getting better and getting better at executing your ability to discern, well, hey, what season am I in? And why is this happening? And why isn't this happening? And what do I need to do to, to appropriately take advantage of what's going on if I actually take advantage of what's going on in this season, even though it may not seem it's all exciting or perfect, but if I take advantage of what's going on, that's going to position me for the next thing. And I really think that's a practical example of faith. For example, you might be someone here where your finances have been kind of been rocked for the last 12 months. And you're like, what's going on? Well, maturity would say, dig a little bit deeper. Ask God, hey, God, what is the deal right now? And maybe you put a strategy in to kind of get them in a place where they're, they're stronger or there's breakthrough, and yet that hasn't come, or it hasn't come at the time that you expected. Faith says to put our trust in God. Yes, to step out and do things, but sometimes to stay, take a step back and go, maybe the breakthrough hasn't come yet because God is wanting to teach me something. Maybe God's wanting to teach me persistence, perseverance. Maybe there's a decision that I made two years ago that kind of took me into a place that God didn't want me. And so he's getting me to take a step back so I've got more clarity of changing my direction. 
What I love about simplifying things when it comes to relating with God is that God, when you believe ultimately that God loves you, who believes that? When you believe that God has the best for you, and sometimes his best is different to our sense of best because he knows better than us. Who who believes that God knows better than us? It's really refreshing sometimes to take a step back and think, you know what, well, if I first believe with the truth that God loves me unconditionally and he has the best for me, then I can confidently go to God and say, God, I don't really understand what's going on in this season, so I need some insight as to why is this still happening or why isn't this happening yet? Because maybe, just maybe, in that journey of that season, there's a lesson that you need to learn or there's a lesson that I need to learn to help to equip me, empower me, or position me for the next season that God has for me. But until I learn that lesson, until I get that revelation, until I make that change, until I make that new choice, maybe the door for the next season won't open until I get some type of grasp of what it is that God is trying to teach me with the circumstances that are evident around me. Who's getting something from this? And so it's about just sometimes not always freaking out that everything isn't perfect around you, but understanding that our circumstances are sometimes the very thing that God uses to show and to grow, to show us things about our life and to grow us into new places in our life. Uh, Springtime, obviously, is new life. I mean, a lot of times in church we talk about breakthrough or we talk about the new thing or we talk about new life or we talk about, you know, believing for uh, God to bring answers to our prayers. So spring is always exciting. There's new life, it's breakthrough, there's growth, there's emerging fruit, productivity, we're passionate. Uh, wouldn't it be good if it was springtime spiritually all of the time? I mean, wouldn't it be cool if every week you could say, oh, I've just broken through this and the next week I've just broken through in this and the next week I've just broken through in this and the next week I've just broken through in this and the next week I've just broken through in this. But who knows that life doesn't work like that? Who knows? Life doesn't work like that. I think sometimes, though, because we now live in a globalized world where we can actually watch a video of a testimony of someone who's just experienced breakthrough, and the next week we can hear about what else someone is enjoying that's really fun, and then we can hear about how this person's breaking through here, and then this person. But you know, when you actually interview people and you see that the tip of the iceberg is their breakthrough or their success or the fruit, underneath the water is all the time and all the hard work and all the hardship and all the per- you know the perseverance and all of the, the doubt and the fear that they're have had to navigate through it in order to eventually experience the tip of that season breaking through. Who knows that? That's true. And so my encouragement to you is this. Be very careful how often you look at all the tips of people's breakthroughs and make the assumption that something must be wrong with your journey because you're not breaking through at the same level or you're not necessarily experiencing the same level of joy or the same level of success or the same level of, of fruitfulness compared to this person or this person or this person. Because what I find is if we we fill our eyes and our minds and our ears just with everyone's example of their breakthrough, but we never actually sometimes relationally position ourselves to ask people about the journey and understanding what were the steps that they had to go through in order to experience the breakthrough, we sometimes get an unbalanced perspective of the reality of navigating through our seasons. And so I think that's why it's important for us and why God encourages us to do life with people. Because sometimes your greatest blessing can be actually hearing, not just about the breakthrough from someone, but the things that people had to go through in order to experience that breakthrough. Because it encourages you and I to be aligned to the reality that if we want something to break through, we also have to be willing to partner with God, something bigger than ourselves, to help us and empower us to go through the things that we need to do to break through from one season to the next.
And so you've got summer, autumn, winter, spring in life. I mean, for you to navigate through winter, in Australia it's not too bad, but if, for you to navigate through winter in Munich, Germany, I mean, if you're not prepared, if you don't have the right clothing, if you don't have the scarf and the thermal underwear and then the extra layer of thermal underwear and the, the really thick socks and uh, the really big duffel coat and uh, maybe some earmuffs, you're not going to survive in that season for too long. In fact, you're going to battle. Not only will you battle, but you might actually really threaten your life if you're not properly prepared for that actual natural environment. The same is true spiritually. When we don't actually go into a season with a good sense of discernment, uh, then sometimes we don't position ourselves in a safe place for us to navigate through that season. And that's why for us to have a relationship with God, to connect to the Word of God, to give us wisdom, but also to be related to a community who maybe can give us insights, people who've gone before us, people who've navigated from season to season, who can look into our life and say, you know what, I can see that maybe this is the season that you're about to transition into. Can I encourage you to be prepared here, have this in place, and follow this? principle and make these types of decisions who knows that the bible teaches us to get a counsel from a couple of people around us so that we make these wise decisions and so i wanted to finish with a couple of keys around how we can better handle uh, different seasons in your life the first one i want to talk about is submit to the season you're in everyone say submit submit to the season you're in what do i mean be okay if the season isn't a honeymoon season, because there's actually awesome rewards that you can receive if you navigate properly through a season that even isn't the most exciting season compared to other seasons in your life or other seasons that people are going through. In Job 38.32, it raises the question, can you direct the sequences of the seasons? Well, the answer was no. Right? When you look at the book of Job, Right? The guy was crying out saying, change, change, change this season, God, and God didn't actually make a change. Sometimes God won't change things because the very thing you're experiencing is actually going to be the ingredients you need to encounter to bring the change on the inside of you that will actually be the key to you blossoming and flourishing in the season that's before you. So no, we can't change the season sometimes. And I underline the word sometimes because you can influence the atmosphere around you. The Bible clearly says to speak out your world. If you don't like certain things that are in your life, then what are you speaking out? But also to balance that, there's been times when I've used that principle and yet things haven't shifted at the same level that they shifted last time I practiced that principle. And uh, that's because I think sometimes God wants me to actually go through that. And so just, okay, God, you're ultimately in control. I'm going to submit to this season. Why? Because sometimes timing is beyond our control. Is there anyone here who secretly loves to control? Control their life. Control situations. Right? <laughs> I think in, if every human being was honest with themselves, there'd be a portion of us that all likes to control at some level. Right? Okay? It's a battle. Uh, surrendering to God, submitting to God sometimes is a battle in itself. But when we go through each season with an attitude of humility, knowing that I'm not God, I can use principles of God to bring change, but ultimately things aren't changing, then maybe I need to go to the author of my life and go, God, is there something here you're trying to teach me? So when we actually apply humility, the attitude of humility to submit to the season that we're in, and then we have a heart that's more open to God. You know, there's uh, a lot of people that I love that are very much into personal development. 
And I've seen sometimes people who get into a workshop of personal development, which is, you know, speak your word and be positive. But I've seen some people battle through seasons where all those principles doesn't actually change anything. And I've actually counseled some of those people, say, you know what, maybe, just maybe, there's something in this season that you need to learn that's a key to your next season. And so God's not actually going to change it until you, t- until you learn that lesson. And I've challenged some people just to take a step back and say, hey, rather than putting all your prayer energy into trying to change the circumstance, maybe you should put your prayer energy in saying, God, speak to me about me. Is there something in my heart that needs to change? Is there something that needs to be adjusted first on the inside of me before your God, your God, you're prepared to change my external life? Is there something that I need to adjust when I hear your voice? Do you need to give me an internal adjustment before you're willing to change my external circumstances, God? Submit to the season that you're in. Kind of in a way, in a casual way to saying, so God, what are you doing right now? Ever, ever like the idea, you know, sometimes when, when people hear me talking about God and they don't necessarily know uh, God themselves or they don't have a relationship with God, they sometimes joke about how when I talk about God, it sounds like, you know, God's my friend and I just hang out with him. Well, it's true. Bible teaches that God is your friend and you should just hang out with him. You know, just sit down with God and say, God, what's going on right now? What's the deal with this season? Why is this happening and why isn't this happening? Now, you know, that's healthy because it, it's humility. You're actually saying, God, I believe that you're real. But more importantly, I'm not just going to use you like a three-wish genie and trying to get all my, my blessings. I'm actually going to humble myself and say, before I ask for things, first of all, what's going on? What is it that you're doing in my life through this season. So submit to the season you're in. Everyone say submit to the season you're in. Next one is God is in every season. God is in every season. He's not just in the season of blessing and good times. He's even right in the middle of the difficult ones. And so the times when you feel as if he's far away, even in those times when the daily grind seems never ending, notice how often we wish it was another time of year. Have you ever noticed the season that you're in, you're kind of wishing, you know, if it starts getting cold, you think, oh, I wish it was summer. I wish it wasn't as cold. And once you get to summer, it's like, oh, it's hot. I wish it was winter again. <laughs> Wherever we are, usually we, don't, we want to be somewhere else. And I think that's just human nature sometimes. But learning to choose to be content with where God's got me right now, I think is a big key. In Matthew 6.11 When Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread, he's talking about having a daily reliance on God. God has a way of anchoring us to the present. God will teach us things about our past. He will also get us to dream and pray and think about the future, but he will also anchor us to our present. Why? Because he want to make sure that even though he encourages us to learn lessons of the past, even though he encourages us to think and dream about the future, he doesn't want those two to become so distracting that we never actually learn about the season that he's currently anchoring, anchoring us to. Who believes that? So my challenge to you is maybe, just maybe, there are a couple of things that are going on right now that are designed to teach you some lessons or to teach you some principles or to challenge who you are to step up to the next level or to make some changes And if you keep focusing on how frustrating the season is, you may actually miss the opportunity to make some really critical changes that are the key to the next three or four seasons beyond this one. Don't be blind to the fact that God is in every season and God is in the season that you're in right now. Now, I want to share a quick story about this is that 
I first became a Christian, and as I shared with you at the beginning, you know, marriage life and family life, the idea of that was, you know. And then I invited God into my life, and things started to change, and miracles took place, and, and my life started to turn around miraculously. And so the hope and the idea of getting married and having children, the idea of having family became more attractive. And so then eventually I got to this point where I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to start, you know, dating and seeing, you know, who the potential woman that God would want to bring in my life. And so I started praying and said, God, okay. And so I started going out with this girl in my old church. Great person, amazing person. And we dated for 12 months and then we broke up. And I had this moment when we broke up going, what? God, what are you doing? I thought I was going to marry this person. I thought like, you know, I'm a Christian, she's a Christian, we've got the same values, the same vision. I thought we'd just get together, we'd get along, a bit down the track, and we get married. But we broke up. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. I thought I was just going to get married. But can I tell you this? It forced me to go, God, what are you doing? And in that question, God responded, and he said, this is what I'm doing. He said, even though you may have seen those 12 months as a time that waste was a waste of your time, it wasn't. He said, even though that that person is not the one that I have for you, I use that season as a way to teach you more specifically what do you want in a lifetime partner and what don't you want in a lifetime partner. And now, Brad, God said to me, you're more clear and confident in who you will want to choose to partner with long term in your life. And can I tell you this? I took a a good six to nine month break with even the idea of... uh, dating and I just pressed into God and out of that season I went into the next season with clarity about who I wanted to marry and what I was looking for a lifetime partner and then I was able to make a very confident decision praise God I got to marry Sarah and we've been married for almost 11 years with our second baby on the way amen so God is in every season in every season God is right there. The third and last key is every season has a purpose. Looking back, you can often see that you learned and grew the most in the hardest times. Everyone say, grow the most in the hardest times. They are also probably the times when we learn to rely on God the most. We can learn and gain from every experience we go through. What is he helping me to learn right now is a great question. What's the purpose of what I'm going through? So my challenge there is be willing to adapt, be willing to grow, and be willing to learn. A lot of the times, this is a strong temptation. Because my season isn't fun right now, who should I blame for why it's not fun? What should I blame for why it's not fun? Do you know that that's very fruitless? It's more this, what is God doing? What's the purpose of this season? And where do I need to grow? And where do I need to change? That is the question we should be asking God. Who believes that? You know, and finish with this story, I'm just going to ask um, Byron to come, to come to a close. Every season has a purpose. Again, most of you know, if, you've, if you come to our church, but my dad passed away in August. When, when something like that happens, you start asking questions. Why? Why now? Why the way that it happened? Even if your faith is rock solid in God, you're human. You ask questions. And sometimes it's just someone's time to go. 
You know, we recently just had a friend of our church in New Zealand who just passed away with uh, pancreatic cancer, battled it. He was a pastor. But we know that he's now, you know, in heaven and he's having fun and he's celebrating. But it still raises questions. What's the purpose? What's, what, what, why, why now? Why this season? You know, God has a purpose of every season. When, when dad passed away, it was tough. But I said to God, you know what? You're a God who wants to give us clarity and revelation. And so even though it was hard, I said, God, talk to me. Let me know. Why now? Why was it dad's time now? How, how do I process personally for me? Knowing that the God that we worship, all the way through the Bible it says this, that we worship a God of generations. A God ultimately who puts so much value on family. I said, so God, why did dad go now? Talk to me, God. How do I process my dad's death in this season of my life? What should I know, God? What should I know? And he said this. He said, Brad, your father has left to spend time with me, but now for you, a part of the purpose of why now is because, Brad, this is a seasonal transition for you to shift from a season of success into a season of significance. Now, that was just a personal message to me. That may not mean anything to you, and that's okay. But I share that because it meant everything to me. It gave me real clarity. It gave me a sense of understanding that God is in control. So I just want you to just bow your heads, close your eyes, encouraging everyone in this place to have a small private moment. Beautiful God, we take this moment just to acknowledge, first of all, our own humanity. That whoever we are and whatever we believe in this place today, At the end of the day, we're human. And so because of that, God, in a fresh way, we just humble ourselves before you. And we acknowledge that you are a God of generations. You are a God of seasons. You are a God of answers. You're a God of lessons. You're the master teacher, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that part of the reason why you place us in certain seasons is because that's your strategy to teach us some of the most powerful lessons that you need to teach us so that, God, we can become everything that you have called and purposed us to become and to do. So, Lord, in this season, as everyone's just got their eyes closed, and their head bowed. I just want to put out to, is there anyone here who would like to say, Pastor Brad, I'd like you to pray for me. I need prayer. Maybe you just want to reach out to God for the first time and say, you know what? I really believe I need God in my life at this time. Or maybe you just need prayer for something. And if that's you, while no one's looking, I just want you to raise your hand and I'll see you and I can pray for you. Thank you. 
Anyone else? Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Everyone's got their eyes closed. Anyone else would like prayer? Awesome. Well, those people that raise your hand, you can come and see me straight afterwards at close the service. I'm just going to get everyone to open your eyes up. My encouragement to you as we have the rest of the day is fun is this. Sometimes the path that we're going on that's not fun usually needs a U-turn. And the U-turn involves taking off some of the blinkers. Like a racehorse that's kind of just bolted and has its blinkers on and can't actually see that it's going in the wrong direction of the track or the wrong way. Doesn't even notice that the jockey's fallen off the horse. Sometimes that direction of the horse won't actually change until the horse stops. So someone could take the blinkers off. But the horse actually realizes, ah, I'm completely going in the wrong direction. The same is true with us. Sometimes in our stubbornness and in our pride, we're blind. And we think we're going in the right direction. Or we think that our mindset or our justification for why things are is right. But sometimes the most powerful thing we can do is to stop. Recognize our own humanity. Humble ourselves. Turn to God. Invite Him to remove those blind spots, to remove those blinkers. To bring the light into the situation. To show us actually what's really going on. So my encouragement to you as we enter this time of fun and season, set yourself up for 2017 by doing what? By finding a moment to sit down with God, to humble yourself and say, God, what's going on with my life? What are you up to, God? Awesome. Who is blessed by that? Great. So be encouraged find that special time with God. Let's give God a clap offering as we finish.